Thank you for tuning in to the Asking God Why podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. This podcast approaches the Bible with the question, Why? Let's look at the Bible to answer life's questions. Here is your host, Jameson Stewart. Why love is so important to Jesus' disciples. You know, if our Christianity is limited to the Sunday worship assemblies, did you know that no one will know that we are Jesus' disciples? If our Christianity is limited to the Sunday worship assemblies, then no one will know that we are Jesus' disciples. But don't take my word for it. Listen to Jesus himself in John 13, verse 34 and 35. Jesus said, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Jesus told his apostles, that everyone would know that they were his disciples if they loved one another as he had loved them. Now, this sounds easy enough. Suppose it looks good. It sounds easy on paper. But what does this love look like when we put it into action? It sounds easy. What does it look like? Define what it looks like. Define love in action. We will start with the first congregation of the Lord's church, the church in Jerusalem that that began as the church began in Acts chapter 2. When the church began in Acts 2, we immediately find their love being put into action. They, the, the, the church, the Christians, they continued in the apostles' doctrine, the apostles' teaching, uh, in fellowship, in the breaking of bread and prayers, Acts 2, 42 and 43. They sacrifice some of their own possessions to meet the needs of their brothers and sisters in Christ. Acts 2, verse 44 through 45, and also later on in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 4, verse 32 through 37, people were willing to, hey, if I need to sell something to help my brethren, then I'm going to do that. They gladly worshipped and they ate together, Acts 2, verse 46 through 47. They constantly taught and preached in public and private settings that Jesus is the Christ, Acts chapter 5, verse 42. That was a message that they were, they were constantly telling other people, either in public, in a public setting, or in a private setting, such as in a home. They provided for the needs of their widows, Acts chapter 6, verse 1 through 7. The people who were desperately in need. The church stepped up and met the needs of those people on a daily basis, or however often they had need, they met that need. They also sent relief to their brethren in other places. Later on in the book of Acts, in Acts 11, verse 27 through 30, there's a famine, and churches, get, and churches decide, hey, we're going we're gonna to send funds down to help the church during this time. Putting their love into action meant focusing together 
upon the Word of God, spending time in fellowship with each other, and helping each other. That's what it looked like in action. So as we think about us today, do we look for opportunities to open and discuss the Word of God with our brothers and sisters in Christ, either in public or private settings? When we're with the church, when we're with the the fellow Christians, is the Word of God something that takes a back seat? Or is it something that is at the forefront of our thoughts and our discussions and our conversations? Do we make time to be with our brothers and sisters in Christ? Whether that's visiting in each other's homes, whether that's maybe going to eat somewhere at a restaurant, or maybe it's just something as simple as meeting up with someone, with meeting up with a family or two, uh, taking our kids to play at a park. Do we, is being together as the church, is that something that we want to do? Is that something that we, that, that's a part of our schedule? This, this is something that's a part of our routine. This is something that's a part of our week. This is something that we want to do. We want to be with each other. Do we keep our eyes open for any opportunity to help our brothers and sisters in Christ who have a need? Are we looking for ways to help our brethren? It's by actively loving each other like Christ that everyone will know we are his disciples. Now think about the significance of that statement. By loving each other as Christ has loved us, that is how the world will know we are followers and disciples of Christ. Now certainly, the, and, I, and a couple things come to my mind, you know, certainly the way we worship, following after the biblical pattern, yes, that matters and that's important. Teaching what the Word of God says and teaching it accurately, yes, of course, that matters and that's important. And we cannot veer off to the left or right of what the Word of God says. But it's important that we don't, if we're not careful, sometimes, and, and I can be guilty of this too, and I, I, just, I just, I guess, want to share this thought with you and just talk with you for a moment about this. Sometimes if we're not careful, we sort of undermine the importance of a statement in Scripture uh, by doing something like, for example, this, this statement here, what Jesus says. Speaking of love, loving each other, Jesus' disciples, Jesus' followers, Christians loving each other as Christ has loved them. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And we think, yeah, 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 that's true. There's a lot of other things that go along with that too. And if we're not careful, we, we undermine what the Lord himself has said. We take away from what he has said if we're not careful. We sort of, if we're not careful, we dismiss what he said. What he has said is true. And we need to seriously consider that if we do not love one another as Christ loves us, what does that mean 
as far as the world seeing the followers of Christ? Well, what will they see? Will they see anything at all? They won't. We need to be very careful not to overlook the importance of actively loving one another. Now, it's also interesting as we think about that. We've, we've thought about love and action from the church's standpoint. Now, what about from the world's standpoint? What about from the community? Thinking about the community's reaction. How did the community react to Jesus' disciples obeying his command to love each other as he loved them? Well, in Acts 4, verse 4, it says, Many people believed and obeyed the word of God. I mean, the word of God's being taught. They're hearing it. Also, the community, it says in Acts 5, verse 13, they esteemed or they thought very highly of the Christians. That's Acts 5, 13. And they even, they even brought their sick and their afflicted in droves to be healed. Multitudes came from surrounding cities seeking help for loved ones, Acts 5, verse 15 through 16. Now, eventually, the influential religious leaders in the community began brutally persecuting the Christians, as we notice in, with the death of Stephen and then in Acts chapter 8, verse 1 through 4. I want us to understand this. When Christians actively love one another as Christ loves us, the community notices. When Christians have a reputation for being compassionate, People will come seeking help, and we can provide the help they need physically and spiritually. While obviously today, we cannot heal anyone because today miracles have ceased. You can read more about that in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 8 through 12. So while we can't heal anyone today, we can still assist those who are sick. However, people will not come to us until they know we are Jesus' disciples. And they will only know this if we we obey Jesus' command to love each other as he loves us. People come... This is something important to think about. I know sometimes that we can can become very jaded we can become very, I suppose, distrusting of anyone that comes to the church, anyone that approaches, you know, the, someone in the congregation asking for help. You know, probably all of us have been taken advantage of at some point by someone who was seeking help. And I get that. You know, not everyone is being open and honest and truthful. You know, I would imagine that was probably also true in the first century too. That's not a that's not a only today problem. The church was known as being a place. If you need help, you go there. You've got somebody that needs help in your family, go to these people. They were known as being a compassionate people who helped others. The church today needs to be no different. We need to show that we are compassionate and that in as many cases as possible, 
we're willing to try and help someone, if our Christianity is limited to our worship assemblies on Sunday, the community will neither want to be a part of us or stop us, for they will not know if we're Jesus' disciples. Did you notice that in the community's reaction? They heard the word, believed, and obeyed. They became Christians. Some of the community ended up becoming part of the church by obeying the gospel. Some in the community fought so strongly that they persecuted the church. If our Christianity is limited to our worship assemblies on Sunday, the community won't want to be a part of us, and they won't want to stop us. You want, to have a, you want to be able to reach the community with the gospel? Then our Christianity cannot be limited to the worship assemblies on Sunday. If our Christianity is only limited to the worship assembly on Sunday, we will never reach the community with the gospel. Never. Because they won't know if we're Jesus' disciples or not, because Jesus said... Everyone will know you're my disciples. How? By the love you have for one another. And that's not something that can be limited to Sunday morning at the church building. When our community sees us imitating the love of Christ by making sacrifices for each other in our daily lives, week to week, month to month, they will either think, I have to be a part of that, Or, they will think, I must stop that. By our love for each other, everyone will know we are Jesus' disciples. And that comes not from Jameson Stewart or from anyone else. That comes from the mouth of the Lord himself. I appreciate your good attention in this podcast today. I hope you'll share it with others. I hope you'll think about the things we've talked about. Uh, Check out some of the other podcasts on that Scattered Abroad Network. I hope that you have a good rest of your day. I hope God continues to bless you. And as always, stay curious. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.